The Saints blew a 17-point lead in the fourth quarter against the Packers, and they lost their starting quarterback, and we don't know when he'll come back. Let's talk about this depressing news right here on the Straight Up Saints podcast. You're listening to the Straight Up Saints podcast. What is up, Huda Nation? It's your host, Chris Vogel. Welcome back inside another edition of the Straight Up Saints podcast brought to you by Scott Fickner. Injury lawyers have been injured in any kind of accident, car, truck, 18-wheel, or hurt offshore. Scott Fickner handles it all. You can give him a call at 504-500-1111 for a free consultation. They'll always fight for the win. And I wish I could say the Saints fought for the win today because for the first time this season, they did it. They're now 2-1. and one. There's so many things to get to. We have the Derek Carr injury that we're going to discuss. We have the fact that the defense was excellent for three quarters and then simply imploded when it mattered most. Uh, Blake Rupi, we've been talking about Blake Rupi a lot, and I think there's going to be a lot of finger pointing, but a lot of people are going to forget to mention that he still has to do his job and make that 46-yard field goal, which he did not make, and it would have given the Saints a lead with a minute remaining. Coaching, I'll talk about that in a minute. There's so many problems to get into. Let's start off with the first thing, though. Derek Carr gets injured in the second half because Rashawn Gary decides to pull out a fucking move I haven't seen since WWE maybe 10, 15 years ago and just sling him to the floor, which is crazy to me. And I'm not, I'm not going to get on Rashawn Gary's point to where I just start roasting the dude because I think he's a heck of a football player. But this league calls like the worst rough in the passers you'll ever see. And then that play happens, and there is no penalty. And on top of it now, you have a quarterback who's going to get checked. We'll see what happens. The x-ray results haven't been uh, you know, released yet. And Ian Rappaport's tweet made it seem like there might be an internal problem as well outside of just hurting the shoulder. So obviously thoughts and prayers to Derek Carr in this situation. It's a big concern for New Orleans because losing a football game, particularly this football game where you're up 17 points, is embarrassing in its own right. But when you also lose your starting quarterback and we have no idea when he's going to come back this season, it's a scary, a really scary place to be in because at halftime, this is the best I felt about the Saints through the first three games, right? You're up 17-0. The offense has had some really good moments. And like I said, 17 points. The Saints were struggling to put up 17 points in four quarters. They did it in the first half of this Packers game. And then Derek Carr gets hurt and everything goes sideways. Offense looks terrible. The defense starts collapsing. Special teams, you know, just another mess. And, and, and I, I, I know there's going to be a lot of finger pointing about this, but what I want to get to real quick before I get into your comments, because I know I usually go about 10 minutes long, then I get into the comments. I think I'm just going to go into the comments that you guys have in like two minutes from now and get them in earlier, because I know just like I have a lot to say, you guys have a lot to say. I want to make sure what you guys have to say is heard, but I want to get into the defense really quick. The first touchdown drive the Packers had was aided by penalties. I get that. And I still think very highly of this Saints defense. And I think it's also partly unfair to blame them because they've been great this entire season. Even today, they were great for three quarters. So I'm not saying the Saints defense is at fault today. What I will say, though, you can't collapse the way they did in the fourth quarter. And I know they were tired. I know it's not easy playing the entire time when your offense is giving no rest. But great defenses, Super Bowl caliber defenses, which I think the Saints defense can be, should not let that happen against a Green Bay team that was missing their starting left tackle, missing their starting left guard, missing their starting running back, and their wide receiver one. You know? Like, I love to get up in arms. You love to get up in arms. And we talk about Derek Carr being hurt, and it sucks that Derek Carr hurt. Okay? It absolutely sucks. But Green Bay had everyone who was worth a damn on offense sitting out this game because they got to play in four days from now against the Lions in a very important Thursday night game. And that, to me, was the definition of the Packers making a business decision. 
And it didn't matter anyway because the Saints were playing with their fucking food. So because the Saints did that and they were fucking around thinking a 17-point lead was going to be good enough, Packers come in, end up winning a game they had no business winning, and now they're the team 2-1 and one feeling good as opposed to the Saints being 2-1 and one and wondering where the hell do we go from this? So again, a lot of finger pointings, a lot of complaints. I get it. But the first thing I want to get to before I get into your comments is talking about, well, who's responsible, right? Because I had some people tweeting about me about Jameis. Look, did I think Jameis was great? No, but is Jameis the first guy I'm going to point a finger at? Absolutely not. He wouldn't be the first. He wouldn't be the second. He wouldn't be the third. And I'm not one of these people that, that's a Jameis apologist. I'm not a Jameis. Uh, I don't know. I'm not one of those guys that just sits there defending Jameis all day. If I think Jameis is worthy of some criticism, I'll be the first one to hand it out. But the play calling, when you're wasting first and second down and then saying, okay, let's make a play on third, it's very tough. And let's be honest, guys, even late in the game, yes, they didn't score a touchdown on that final drive. They were in position to kick a field goal to go up 20 to 18. A nice throw to Michael Thomas, really nice throw to, to Olave down the sideline, another nice throw to Olave. Jameis was okay. He wasn't terrible. Was he great? No, but he was okay. So if your first thought is that's where the finger pointing is going, my first thought is how does a coaching staff that's up 17-0 going into the fourth quarter find a way to fuck this up? That's what I want to know. And this is why people like me and a lot of other people are going to continue to be on guys like Dennis Allen, guys like Pete Carmichael's ass when they're doing shit like this. 17-0 going into the fourth, it should be ball game with that type of defense and with the talent on this roster with or without Derek Carr. Like, I, I'm the first one to admit the game shifted when Carr got hurt. But you were up 17 points. You had a lot of chances to put this game away. And what the Saints couldn't do last year is exactly what came up today. When you can't put teams away in the NFL, the NFL is the toughest league in all the sports, in my opinion. When you don't put your opponent away, that's on you. I'm not going to sit here and blame Jameis because it wasn't his fault. Offensive line, we could get into them till the, till the sun sets tonight and talk about how terrible they've been this season. But I'm not even going to put it on them for a sec. Coaching has to be better. We spent all offseason saying Dennis Allen's coaching for his job. He needs to find a way when the game gets close to put this one out of reach. And he still can't do it. Same goes for Pete. Stop wasting first and second down. Stop. They wasted till, they waited till the last drive of the game to put something nice together. They did that. And what happens? Blake Groupie misses the kick anyway, which is a big miss, and I'm very curious to see how he responds next week now if there is a pressure situation. So the Saints are 2-1. Obviously, this is really frustrating. We'll get into all this. So uh, let me bring in your comments, and we're going to break this down. If you guys bring up something that sparks a rant from me, I'll get back into it. But let me get into the comments early like I promised, and we'll start from there. Uh, going to start off with some super chats here from Carl Marky Mark saying, how many games can we realistically win with Jameis? Season's probably over. Uh... I don't know. Like, I, I watched Jameis today. I didn't think Jameis was bad. I thought Jameis was okay. And I think when you have a whole game plan to go around him, fine. But this is the big problem. And I think this is where the Saints are going to have the issue with Jameis. You can tell Pete Carmichael does not trust him. The play calling shifted dramatically when Derek Carr left the game. And you could say whatever you want about Derek Carr. Some people might not love him. Some people may. Because they don't trust him, you see that shift. You see the shift in play calling. You feel like they're wasting first and second down, hoping to run it, and hoping that, hey, man, if we got to make Jameis throw, it'll be third down, and that's it. And I don't think that's sustainable. So if they change play calling, I still think they could win games because this is this is a schedule that's not that tough. You have the Buccaneers at home. Alvin will be back. That should help. Uh, you have New England. That's going to be a defensive game, a, a really big defensive game. Then you got Houston. Uh, Houston just comes off a big win today against Jacksonville. But again, rookie quarterback, maybe Dennis Allen's defense can do something there. So 
Those next three games are all winnable games with or without Derek Carr. I truly mean this. And this is coming from someone who just spent the last 10 minutes ripping the Saints. They can still rattle off three in a row and win games against those teams. But they got to prove it to me. Hail Mendoza, thank you for the support, man. Dennis Allen, send a blitz challenge. <sighs> I, I don't get it. I don't get it. You know they're down their left tackle. You know they're down their left guard. Somehow you couldn't get pressure at all, and yet you don't think to put any pressure on Jordan Love. There were moments today where Jordan Love got to sit there, FaceTime Aaron Rodgers while he was sitting in the pocket, put his phone away, and then complete a pass down the field. Got to be better. Like I said, it's unfair to blame a defense when they're great for three quarters and be like, oh, you're the reason you lost. It's unfair to do that. I, I lean uh, more towards coaching. But, man, you got to switch it up when you see shit's not working, and they just didn't do it. Didn't do it at all. So let me get into some comments here. Joshua says, we ain't winning shit with this team. Too late to fix this offensive line. I think we'll see, but this offensive line is a mess. Derek Carr gets hurt, and the initial reaction, obviously, is like thoughts and prayers, and it should be that. But he's been sacked 11 times, which means he's been sacked once for every fucking quarter he's played this season. Do you know how absurd that is? And the worst part is, week one, we're all like, oh, Trevor Penning's got to be better. And if Trevor Penning's better, the Saints offensive line will be okay. That's a lie. That was a big lie. Ramchek has not looked good this year. Eric McCoy has not looked good this year. Cesar Ruiz got hurt. We didn't talk about that, but Ruiz got hurt today. So there's another injury to add to the list. So your offensive line as a whole, collectively, has stunk up the joint completely. It scares me. Misery, oh sweet misery, says Hale Mendoza. Margaret says, what the F? Winston couldn't get a first down if his life depended on it. We are in trouble if Carr can't play next week. He, he was, wasn't playing lights out, but he's better than Winston. He is better than Winston. I strongly agree there. Again, though, I'm not blaming Jameis fully. They were up 17-0. Offensive staff has to be better. Coaching in general has to be better. It's not like Jameis came in and it was a tie ball game. You had a 17-point lead. There should have been better structure around him, should have been better play calling around him, and the Saints didn't do that. The Saints' coaching staff failed, and the reason I say the coaching staff failed is this looked exactly like a game taken out of last year, except the Saints were up 17. They were rarely up last year. But it looked like last year, where the inability to put teams away, it felt like that Tampa Bay game on Monday night, and you can't tell me otherwise. You can't. New Daylight presents his playing, uh, praying it's a bruised shoulder and he's back in three weeks. Otherwise, I'd rather have Jay Kaner when he is back than J uh, Jabba with that O-line. Uh, personally, I'd rather have Jamison than Jay Kaner. I think Jay Kaner would be eaten alive as a rookie uh, in this offense right now. That's how I feel. I'd rather have Jamison there. But obviously, the hope is that Derek Carr's injury is not severe. They can get through the next three weeks without him. I don't know how much longer they can get through without him. And the worst part is, had the Saints just won this game like they should have, you're like, okay, 3-0, and you're feeling good, though. You've done enough to say, okay, let's play 500 or close to 500 ball while Derek Carr's out. And now you feel like there's more pressure on than, than ever because you were unable to hold on and win this game. Bayou Boys 504 says, it's weird all of a sudden the refs started calling PI left and right. Ain't no way. Yeah, I mean, the, the first drive that the Packers scored a touchdown on, they got almost all their yardage from penalties. There was a P.I. one play, then another P.I., and it was just a mess, man. And I had to change my whole structure of this show because I wanted to talk about how I thought the offense started showing promise with Derek Carr, and I wanted to talk about how I, I thought Alante Taylor really, really looked good today. But all that gets put to the side when, A, your quarterback gets hurt, B, your O-line sucks ass, and three, your defense and coaching is unable to take care of that 17-point lead, that's frustrating. It's really frustrating. And again, offense is no, they're, they're not safe from this. They deserve a lot of smoke too, but man, it's just, it's just really frustrating. 
Tamaria says, O-line's ass, P play calling last drive, stunk last throw to Thomas was bad play call. It was. I don't like the idea of not throwing at the sticks, but my, my thing is, even as bad as that was going, the Saints were in position to go up 2018. You chose Blake Groupie because he won that kicking battle. And again, kickers miss. This is not the first time a kicker's missed. It won't be the last time Blake Groupie misses. But that's a big miss to have, a really big miss to have. 46 yards, it's not a give me, but you got to make those, and they never had a chance. Saw that thing was hooking right all the way. So th- that's what frustrates me, because had that kick been made and the Saints win, the, the vibe is different. Guys got to do their jobs. They got to do their jobs. New Daylight Presents says, only positive is the Saints will be back at home next week. Joe says, I'm done watching this bullshit. How the F can you fall apart like this? I don't know. I think it's the Dennis Allen factor. That's what I would say. Bayou Boys 504, they opted to take a delay a game and punt instead of trying the 52-yarder early in the game. Could have been 20 nothing. I didn't get that. And while I'm at it, by the way, not kicking the 52-yarder and just punting it is the dumbest thing in the world when your punter is Lou Headley. Because I don't care how badass Lou Headley looks, and he does look like a badass. He really does. He's fucking terrible. Like, we can all agree on that, right? There's some things I'm going to say on this podcast that you guys aren't going to agree with, and you guys can blame me and say I'm an idiot for that, and that's totally fine, and I respect it because... We're allowed to agree and disagree on this show. That's the whole point of it. But what we should all agree on is that Lou Headley is a terrible punter. He has maybe one good punt a game, and the rest of them are short. They never get any hang time. Again, I don't care that he looks like a John Wick villain. If he's not punting the football, well, I can't give two shits. Joshua says with his O-line, we ain't beating uh, a nosebleed. That's for sure. Joe says Winston should be third string. Garbage. I... I personally, I personally disagree. Again, I'm not a Winston apologist, but I think if Jameis is the first guy we're pointing at after this game, I think that we're just, you're, you're missing the mark. I, I don't think Jameis is the guy that we're supposed to be pointing at right here. Uh, and I also don't think Jameis should be third string because, man, what's your other option? If you're going to say play Taysom, fine, but don't tell me Jay Kaner. Jay Kaner would absolutely, and I know he's suspended right now, Jay Kaner would stink in his first year behind this Saints O-line. He didn't look ready in the preseason. He wouldn't look ready right now. So that's, that, that's the way I see it. Mr. Game and Wall says, losing my shit right now. You're not the only one. Antonio says, we should have played Hill more. I thought they should have played Taysom more when Derek went down. Slow the drives down. Get him in there. See if you could do what happened against Carolina. Pete Carmichael and Dennis Allen thought otherwise. And they thought wrong. So, that's the way it goes. Hill Mendoza says, at least the Vikings lost in hilarious fashion. I saw that. I thought, I thought the Chargers were going to give it away. Ends up being Minnesota and Kirk Cousins missing it. Bobby Boys 504, they're running conservative, relying on the D, not realizing they tired out, tired after all those three and outs. Yeah, they were tired. I, I totally get that. And that's why I'm not being as harsh on the defense as I want to in terms of giving up 18 points in the fourth quarter. But you just thought, I thought they would get a stop towards the end. I genuinely thought they'd get that one stop. You know, when they're up 17-11, I thought, you know what? They'd finally get it going. And you never did. And part of the problem was they couldn't get a pass rush. Couldn't get it at all. Mr. Game Wall says, we all know the O-line protection is the reason my car's injured. Completely changed the whole outcome of the second half. Totally agree. Joe says, Carmichael and the refs are on the same team. <laughs> hard, to, uh, hard to go against that. Joshua says, Ram might be washed this year. It's an interesting theory. I won't say that you're wrong. We're only three games in, but that's why I'm saying like everyone loves to come at Trevor Penning, but no one mentions that the other offensive tackle is not doing his job. No one mentions that the center is not playing up to his capability. No one mentions that the guard play hasn't been great. So, yeah, the, the whole offensive line has been bad. Like, Derek Carr doesn't get sacked 11 times this year because just the left tackle's bad. No, the whole off- offensive line's been terrible this year. Justin, to get me cash uh, with the super chat, thank you for that, man. I really appreciate the support. It says, O-line coach needs to be fired. Uh, yeah, Doug Marone's got to be on the, on the hot seat at this point. I know that sounds unfair. It's three games in. 
He's got to be on the hot seat. He's got to. Even when Jameis came in, it took like one drive for Jameis Winston to get punched in the mouth by Rashawn Gary because this offensive line is a joke. So, And that was a max protect, by the way. They put in an extra offensive lineman. And the whole point of doing that is make sure your quarterback stays upright. And even that doesn't happen. So you either say your personnel stinks or your coach stinks. But you got to pick one. That's how the NFL goes. There's usually a lot of finger pointing in this league. So yeah, Doug Marone, yeah, I would say he's on the hot seat in terms of the way they've played. I don't know if that means he'll actually get canned, but he's been bad. He's been bad. Joshua says, I'm not even mad at the defense. I'm cool with people not being mad at the defense. I'm cool with it. If that's the route you choose to go because they were great for three quarters and they've been great this season, I totally respect that opinion. Uh, I do think they deserve a little bit of criticism in terms of just folding late in the game. You want to say that's on them being tired? That's totally okay. I, I understand that. Uh, but I think they deserve like a, a little bit of criticism. I'm not, I'm not, they're not absolved from all this. Max says, Groupie gets only 5% of the blame for me. Our defense was garbage in the second half. Yeah, no, no. Groupies, the amount of blame Groupie gets is not big. It's like 10, 15%. Coaching gets a big chunk. Uh, offense gets a big chunk. Defense, even towards the end, gets a decent chunk of that. I wouldn't go into Groupie like that, but um, it really it really is pretty frustrating. That, that it did get to that point too, though. There's an added level of, oh man, this also went wrong. Uh, just just frustrating overall. All World Trucker says, Carmichael sold this out. <laughs> I mean, it's the same shit, different day, right? Same shit, different day with Pete Carmichael in this offense. And the reason I say that is, the way it was coached with Derek Carr and the way it was coached with Jameis Winston, it's like everything was humming and then Jameis went in and they said, okay, let's go back to last year's offense, which we know doesn't work. It's not physically possible. And you could say, okay, it's because they don't trust Jameis. And I get that, but it's not sustainable. They can't run this offense the entire season. They can't. Red Joseph says, I, I keep, um, I'd be keeping it quiet because his fans are so loud, but this is more confirmation Jameis has made. Not nearly as good as the old, uh, as the online hype for keeping it a buck. Yeah, no, Jameis is who he is. Like, I think today is a pretty good example for people to understand there is a gap between Jameis Winston and, and Derek Carr, contrary to what some people may think on Twitter, uh, because there's obviously fandoms and whatnot. Derek Carr is a much better quarterback. Uh, I don't think, again, I don't think Jameis should get a large chunk of the blame for today. I think that's it's kind of lame if that's where people are willing to go with their blame. But yes, Derek Carr is a much better quarterback. I never thought it was a question, uh, but for people who may have thought that it was, you got your answer today. Dalton says, throw the whole de uh, whole offensive line away. Jacob says, can't even blame the defense out on the field the whole second half. Yeah, I mean, if we go to time possession, I'm going to bring it up here. Time possession, 32 and a half to 27 and a half. So, yeah, five minutes more. And honestly, it would have been more, it would have been even worse had Derek Carr not played the whole first half because you saw the offense couldn't get anything going uh, once he was out. Max says our defense was getting shredded in zone coverage. It kind of looked like the end of the Panthers game a little bit, but we had to watch it for an entire fourth quarter, you know? All you boys, five forces, not the D's fault. You got to score points. We should have put our foot on their necks. I, I agree on that part. I would like to see the defense get like one stop in the fourth quarter. That's what I'm saying. Uh, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the miscues late are understandable because they were tired. The offense barely moved the football. I mean, I, I basically would tweet offense has to make sure the defense gets a break. And before I know it, I sent out that tweet and it's like the Saints would go three and out. So I totally get that. Like I, I totally get defending the defense. This defense is still the heart and soul of this team. It's still what's going to win them most games this year. Uh, I just thought late in the game, Five minutes left, Jordan Love's driving. And again, Jordan Love's without his left tackle, without his left guard, without his star running back, without his number one receiver. you got to be able, got to be able to make a, a play down the stretch. Antonio sending in a super chat. I really appreciate that, Antonio. Thank you for the support. Uh, another super chat here from, I don't know, just changing my name, says the fact that we came out of the two-minute warning 
and look confused on our first offense, offensive play is a huge red flag coaching-wise. I agree. At the two-minute warning, foolish on me. Two-minute warning hit, and I still felt like the Saints were going to win the game. I thought that they were in a really good spot. I thought that, uh, you know, you got you got exactly what you need in terms of having first down yardage and, and being in field goal range and knowing that there, that drive's been working. And they came out of the two-minute warning just disheveled, discombobulated, whatever word you want to start with that, that starts with a diss that, that will be disrespectful to the Saints, whatever adjective you want to use, that's what the end of that drive was. It's like everything worked well, two-minute warning hit, and then everything went to shit. And I even thought the timeout that they had to use because they couldn't get the playoff, that fucked them too. Had they not used that timeout, they actually could have missed the field goal with Groupie and technically would have had a shot at getting a stop, forcing the Packers to punt. And yeah, it might come down to Jameis Winston-Hail Mary, but that's just bad clock management. That's what it is. It's bad clock management. So for me, I, I, I don't know how you don't put this loss on the coaching staff. You know, I know people want to blame certain players and whatnot, but I, I got to put this on the coaching staff. Antonio with another super chat. Thank you so much for the support. I, I do greatly appreciate it, man. I really do. Uh, get into more comments here. Fred says, once again, DA finds a way to hold a team under 20 points and lose. Playing not to lose is a great way to lose. Yeah, it's like last week. Remember with prevent defense, and I said prevent defense. The only thing it does is prevent you from winning. The Saints have a coach who is not aggressive enough, and that aggress- lack of aggression will fuck you so many times, which it's done with the Saints team, and we're seeing it. It, it. it happened last year, and again, the game matter we used, Tampa Bay, Monday night, Saints had it in the bag, didn't put Tampa Bay away, end up losing. It's as Joe says, sorry-ass nonsense, which I kind of agree, you know? Snapbox photo booth says that was a tough kick, but man, our defensive backs got exploited. They did. I thought Alante had some really nice moments today. Isaac Yadam got uh, just bullied towards the end. A lot of PIs. Just tough. It's a tough look for this secondary. Again, secondary is missing Adebo. Secondary missing Marcus May. But the secondary was great for three quarters. It just all fell apart in the fourth. All fell apart. G says with this line and car out, let's tank this year, get some picks in, and try again next year. Uh, I don't know about that about the whole tanking thing. Let's see what Derek Carr's injury is, though. And if it breaks, by the way, while I'm streaming, if someone could drop that in, uh, that'd be great, and we can discuss. But, yeah, I mean, it's um, it's definitely a concern right now. The The vibe for this Saints season has tilted a, a, a dramatic bit, I would say. Connor with the shift says, bro, this happens every effing year. Nothing new, bro. I swear to God, we can even – we can't – uh, we can't even, we can never score or what are you going for? You can't even score the fucking football is what he writes. I agree. Offense is a mess. And, and with Derek out now, it's going to be even worse. That's just the truth of the matter. Cody says, at least I put $5 on Green Bay money line at a thousand, at plus a thousand when Carr got hurt. Hey, good for you, man. I mean, if you're not going to, if the Saints aren't going to win, you might as well win some money. Hell Mendoza says, I potentially blame our defense, but dear God, rushing three and dropping everyone else is so damn annoying to see. It is the, the, the clear mark of someone who's not willing to have the balls to just put this game away, which Dennis Allen lacks. He lacks. I'm sorry. He's a great defensive mind. But this game should have been put away. Should have been put away. No Derek Carr. Derek Carr in. Derek Carr out. I don't give a shit. Should have been put away. That's the, that's the reality. And I said that on Twitter, and I fully mean it. Like, there, there are there, – don't get me wrong. Derek Carr going down changed the complexion of this game. I get that. I totally get it. But there's no way – there's no way – that you can watch this game and not think that the defense, defensive play calling, excuse me, doesn't deserve blame. Because DA did not put this one away with his defense when he should have. Cooler Beat says the Saints season is over without Carr and a good O-line, I fear. Yeah, it's a concern. 
it's a really big concern because even if, you know, Derek comes back, boy, oh boy, like you, you got to worry about this O-line. This O-line is a problem. It is a huge, huge problem. And I, I, do, I don't think it's one that gets fixed overnight at all. Chief Tokum says, Carr had each possession running smoothly. Yeah, they, they were. that was the best the offenses looked. Like I said, 17 points. Had the Jimmy Graham red zone touchdown, which was nice to see. Saw them moving it. We had, obviously, the punt return touchdown from Shahid, which was awesome. But this, this game, just, it flipped completely. And if I take out that red zone possession, we're talking about seven points coming from the offense outside of the game, right? Like, so you had the, you had the red zone, right? You had the red zone touchdown, that's seven. Rashid, Shahid, seven. And then the field goal. Where the hell's the offense, man, for that second half? With or without Derek, I'm going to keep saying it. Zeke says car injury changed the complexity of the game, but the Saints have to find a way to close out the game. Typical Saints loss. It was. Where was Taysom Hill? We forgot about Taysom. Says Snapbox photo booth. For sure. I mean, I don't know what to say. The, the proof is in the pudding when it comes to Taysom Hill. When they run Taysom Hill consistently, they win games. When they don't use Taysom Hill consistently, you, you're open yourself up for a loss. That's just the truth of the matter. Just call me, Trey. Says, hey, Falcons lost. Bucks ain't beating the Eagles. We'll all be tied 2-1. The offense just couldn't move the ball after Carr got going out. Should have stayed aggressive on both sides of the ball. I don't disagree with that. And, and look, like I said, if Derek misses three, four weeks, the Saints can hold down the forward. I truly feel that. But what I mean about this loss is this type of loss, the way the Saints fell short, it just makes me feel like no matter what happens this year, the good, the bad, this team is what it is. They have a lot of nice pieces, but they have a coach that has no fucking cojones. And when it comes to making the play down the end and being aggressive, they lack it. They lack it at the defensive mind. They lack it with the offensive mind. And that's what upsets me, right? Like, yeah, if the Saints can win the NFC South, that's great. I want to see the Saints make the playoffs. But, like, the, uh, this loss today, you just don't see the Niners have this type of loss. You don't see the Eagles have this type of loss. You don't. You don't. Where they're up 17 nothing, and then they collapse. They put those teams away. And, and I'm picking two teams that do it in a multitude of ways. You just don't see it. This loss for me today is exactly why I, I get on Dennis Allen's case. You're coaching for your job, bro. Why are you not more aggressive? Why are you not so urgent? And, and 3-0, and we're looking at the car injury a little bit different too. 3-0, and you're like, hey, give him whatever the timeline is. Give him one more week to sit. Now it's like you're looking at your watch going, I can't wait till the time speeds up so we can come back. And even then, you're hoping he comes back to an O-line that can't protect shit right now. So even that part's concerning. And again, I still think the Saints are a playoff caliber team. But today, it just it's one of those that stops me from saying the Saints are in that upper echelon of NFC teams. They're in that middle tier because they got a lot of nice talent. But they're not in that, that upper echelon for me. You know? It's just, it's just tough. Spencer says, Jameis is the best backup in the league. P. Carmichael and Dennis Allen have got to control the clock, let the defense rest, and keep your foot on the gas. Uh, I'd have to start thinking about backup, so I'm not going to get into that part, but I think Jameis is a nice insurance option. Got to put your foot on the gas, though. Got to put your foot on the gas. Space African Jesus says, only blame I put on the defense is the front four. They held out as long as they could, to be honest. Uh, offense, got to produce more. Also, can't rely on this coaching staff. You can't. And as Carl Marky Mark says here, Doug Marone's got to go. I, I'm sure he's not the only one that feels this way. Because... This offensive line is downright pathetic, man. It's downright pathetic. 
You know, and and again, the play Derek Carr got hurt on was actually Carr's fault, holding on to the football. I want to make that very clear. But good lord, man, this old line's a problem. And now you got your backup, and you got to hope he stays healthy because if he doesn't stay healthy, who knows? And now say goodbye to Taysom Hill plays for a little bit because you're going to probably have Taysom Hill as your backup quarterback. So it's just all kinds of frustrating. All kinds of frustrating, man. Max says, does Super Chat money go to you or BKM? Uh, it's all the same thing. It's all the same thing in, in reality. Um, you know, you support the show, helps me out. Uh, either way, though. But I'm not, I'm, I will never tell someone they have to do a Super Chat. If they feel it in their heart too, awesome, love it. But I'm regardless if it's a super chat, regular chat, you guys know I'm going to try to get a lot of people's opinion in here, in here. Ed says, it is what it is though, defense choked. See, I, I said that. I know a lot of people are going to be like, man, that's unfair. I just thought the defense would make one stop towards the end. I'm not blaming the loss on the defense. I'm just saying I thought they would make one stop at the end. Ross Palmer says, that's a coaching issue. If you don't trust Jameis in your system after all these years, He's been here, then why is he still there? The play calling has to be better. Show trust in your players. I agree. And that's why when I said who's responsible, it's coaching. Didn't, you weren't aggressive at the end. And the offensive coaching with Jameson was a freaking joke. So I just don't, I don't know where they go from here. And now you got, you know, this comment from Antonio, which I agree with where they should have used Hill more. And why did they not have Hill in? Which I don't have an answer for you other than they didn't want to get him hurt knowing that Derek got hurt after. But that's how you lose games. Stop worrying about tomorrow when you got to get through today. And that's something that Dennis Allen's got to get through his thick fucking skull, which he'll never get through his skull because he's the same coach that he was last year. Stop worrying about whether or not Taysom Hill gets hurt because Derek Carr got hurt, man. You have a job to do to win the game. You saw last week who iced the game for the Saints. It wasn't Derek Carr, it was Taysom Hill. Why is he not icing the game, especially when Derek Carr's hurt? So yeah, put Taysom Hill on ice now. Make the offense even less dynamic than it already is and rely on your defense, which is a stupid fucking strategy in the year 2023. We got the Chiefs scoring 70 points. Uh, Chiefs, the Dolphins scoring 70 points in one game. It's going to take two months for the Saints to score 70 points at this rate. So it is frustrating, and you're not going to see Taysom Hill for some time now. You're not. So, so to answer Ray's question, who do I blame for the loss? I blame the head coach because that's who it comes down to. The head coach knows his offensive line's been bad. The head coach knows that his, his play caller doesn't trust Jameis Winston. The head coach knows that his defense can't get a stop and can't get pressure and maybe should consider blitzing. I don't, I don't, I don't get it, man. And again, I'm not asking for Dennis Allen to be fired. It's week three. I'll be chilling about an hour from now. But right now, yeah, you best believe I'm going to be pissed off at Dennis Allen because it's the same shit that we watched last year. It's, it's just, it's frustrating, man. It's frustrating. Space African Jesus says, at best, you can say Jameis didn't cost them the game. He also showed me nothing to show he doesn't deserve a starting spot in the NFL unless he's a tank commander on the Cardinals. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty fair. That's pretty fair. Snapbox says, when it mattered, when it mattered, we abandoned the run game and we gave up on Taysom. Typical. Yep, totally agree. Lou is not him, says Joe. I agree. Ed says, LOL, that puncher's bad for real, but he... But, uh, Trade is defense. Uh, what do we got here? Andrew says, P. Carmichael is, is a beta. His time needs to be up. He doesn't trust uh, Jameis, but he trusts Carr. Holds the ball too long. $150 a million dollars wasted for what? He's doing what Winston can do, if not better. Carr. 
No, I mean, I disagree with that part. Derek Carr is better than Jameis Winston. Don't kid yourself. You saw today Derek Carr is better than Jameis Winston. But Winston didn't have a bad game, in my opinion. I thought he was fine. I thought he was fine. And it is what it is. Like, that, that's all I can say. Justin says Broncos gave up 700 yards. That's a wild stat. Absolutely wild stat. So Sean Lees will never know offense again, but Sean doesn't have Dennis Allen now, and he'll never know defense again. I think that's just the way it's going to be. Bayou Boys 504, Jameis uh, is not the problem. The conservative play calling is the only blame. I agree. I agree with you. Silent Suffering, which is a pretty, pretty accurate name for today. No, uh, no car, season's over, win or lose, doesn't matter if he doesn't come back. I guess we'll see about that part. Gustav says, is this the game that makes Carmichael's seat a hot seat? No, he'll have the whole season because that's that's who this organization is. Because you got to remember, we can blame Pete Carmichael, but Pete Carmichael's play calling and the conservativeness that they showed aligns with the head coach who doesn't have an, an aggressive bone in his body. So that's the way I see it, and that's why I just think it's going to be the way it is. You know? All right, so I'll get into more comments because I see you guys have a bunch. Before I do that, though, I want to get into a quick sponsor from our show, DraftKings Sportsbook. Can you believe we've had seven months without an NFL game? Crazy, right? Well, good thing that's over. NFL's here in DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving you a can't-miss offer. New customers can get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet just 5 bucks on any NFL game. DraftKings is hooking everyone up with game day greatness. Download now and use code BOOT to sign up. New customers can take home $200 in bonus bets instantly just for betting 5 bucks. That's code BOOT only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Once again, thank you to DraftKings for being part of the program. So I'll get back into more comments here, see what you guys have to say. Uh, and Tony says, Carr's injury relies on our season. Max says, man, I had a parlay that hit on every game except the Saints. That's tough. That's tough. When the Saints lose and they cost you money, that's that's got to be tough. Silent Suffering says, Carr hasn't been good, but we were up 17-0. The game changed, guys. Whether or not people want to say it, if Carr's in there, the Saints are 3-0. And he's not. And now we got to worry about how many games he misses after that, which is just scary to think about. Like, if this is a long-term injury, we're probably, probably wrapping it up this year. If it's long-term. If it's, like, a month, we'll see. But, yeah. This is, a this is a type of loss, the way it happened, that could derail a season, depending on how the Saints respond and how long Derek's out. Uh, I'd like to think that it's not, though. I'd like to think that this is a very favorable schedule moving forward. But this is tough. Tyler says, uh, I'm panicked because this is the exact same offensive last year without Carr and we couldn't score. I didn't sign up of another year of being scared. Yeah, well, we're about to. We're about to sign up for a couple of weeks at least of just stale offense. That's for sure. Hill Mendoza says, Dennis Allen better pray Carr ain't out for the season because that might be his job. If Carr is out for the season, the worst part would be them just giving him a free pass. It, 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 that would be the worst part. Because Derek Carr getting hurt, did hurt, it, it did to a certain degree, cost them. Don't get me wrong. But they were literally up 17-0 going into the fourth quarter. Horrible coaches find ways to lose that game. Horrible coaches. So I hope to God that, you know, it, it's it, it, this isn't a situation where Carr gets hurt so DA gets off scot-free. I, I, I can't stand that shit. Thomas says, why would they leave Isaac Yadam, uh, Yadam on an island after we saw him getting targeted? I don't know. I felt like he got targeted 55 times today. Justin to get me cash says Ben Johnson, future Saints head coach. I would love that. That's for sure. You know, 
I think that uh, Ben Johnson is outstanding in terms of what he's able to do in terms of calling plays. So I would love to see that be the case, but I, I don't know. I don't think that's going to happen. Alexis says we need to go out and make a trade for a tackle or guard ASAP. The problem is, and I keep saying this, and everyone thinks like I'm just making excuses for the Saints, but I promise you I'm not. The Saints aren't the only team that can't protect their quarterback right now. Offensive line play in the NFL, I think this is like the worst that I've seen it in a long time. And I think because of that, the market's not there. Like who's going to be trading for these dudes? I just don't know. Uh, There's no one out there to get, in my opinion. Good offensive linemen are just not going. So. It's this is what you're with. What you got right now, that's what you're stuck with, offensive line wise. Red Joseph says, "Let's not forget the Jets lost Aaron Rodgers in four plays and still stomp the Bills." Yeah, I mean, thank you for that. Honestly, thank you. Uh, you know, and again, like, yes, Derek Carr going down sucks. It absolutely sucks. But the Packers sat arguably their top five players today. Arguably. Jair Alexander sat. Christian Watson sat. Aaron Jones sat. David Bakhtiari sat. Elton Jenkins sat. Uh, you know, like, when you're sitting all those playmakers because you're waving the flag for Thursday and you still lose, that's just that's just tough, man. They had a, the Saints had a loser mentality for the last 15 minutes of that game. Honestly. Cody Collection says it's the softest play calling year after year. No balls. None, man. And as Ray says, coaching is the issue. It starts there. This team is better than they are playing. The roster's better than they're playing. But if the coaching staff's like this, nothing's going to change. Jay Rambo says, send P- uh, Pete Michael up there to Denver with Sean. Yeah, I, I, at this point, I wouldn't even mind. I defend Pete more than most because I do think there's times where Pete actually does a good job. But today was, it's, it's inexcusable. It's indefensible. It's just stupid, man. It's stupid just playing soft, playing conservative, don't want to get your hands dirty. Well, what's the, what's the point now? You're back home on the plane ride in New Orleans and you lost 18 to 17. So all that all that kind of dancing around, beating around the bush meant nothing because you fell right on your face. Ben says, O-line costs us a game. Don't think there is too much talent between too much in town between Carr and Winston, but the coaches don't trust Winston. They clearly don't. I, I, they've made that very clear, you know? Tyler says, I know defense was tired, but they didn't shift any safety help to get uh, Isaac Yotam. They didn't, you know. Got to find it, but I think Ian Rapport reported Derek Carr's out for the season with a shoulder injury. I don't believe that is what he reported. I think what Ian Rapport reported, and I'll try to pull it up now, is Derek Carr is being taken to a local hospital to run additional tests after having x-rays at the stadium, sources say. They will check for, among other things, internal injuries. So, yeah, that sounds scary, but no one has said anything yet about him being out for the year. And I, I I personally don't think it's a season ender. I'm not a fucking doctor, though, so put that on a T-shirt, I guess. But I, I don't think he'll be out for the year, but I do think he's going to miss time, and that's tough. Where was Cam Jordan at? Where was Carl Granderson at? Cam had a rough day. I thought Carl Granderson had some really nice plays in the run defense, but pass rush was non-existent. You know, just wasn't there. Red Joseph says, for all Pete's mistakes, the buck stops with Dennis Allen. Maybe he isn't confident enough to force uh, more Taysom usage. It's stunning and an easy fix. Tyler says, there's still no accountability for the team. There's no way this O-line should still be this bad three games in. It hasn't changed. It hasn't improved one bit. They can't run the football. The O-line has just not looked good in pass protection. And everyone keeps going, but they need more reps. All right, how many more reps do they need? Because now the quarterback's injured anyway. So 
this is just tough, man. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough. And this comment here from Mike, I'm not, I'm not singling you out, Mike, because Penning is struggling at times, but saying Penning's a weak link, the whole offensive line is the weak link. Like, we should start having a dialogue that Ryan Ramchek is not the player that he was a couple of years. We should start having a dialogue that Eric McCoy's off to a really bad year. And I love Eric McCoy, by the way. Friend of the podcast, really nice dude. I love Eric McCoy. He's not off to a great start either. So yes, like Penning is the low-hanging fruit, but the whole O-line's bad right now. You know? Space African Jesus says the play, call, uh, the play car got hurt. He definitely held on to the ball too long. But the other hits and sacks are largely O-line based. It's wear and tear. Can't have your quarterback sack once per quarter. Amen. Preaching to the choir. Totally agree. Justin says, hopefully we get Paulson back next week. Isaac looked out of place. I agree. Like, everyone's talking about how good Alante Taylor looked, and Alante was awesome today at times. Isaac got picked on, you know? So, yeah, they realized Alante was playing well. All right, maybe we won't target Alante. But, man, let, let's, let's start going to work on Isaac because he was getting bullied, you know? Zeke says, even if we win the division, I wouldn't be against canning DA. Would never happen, though. Yeah, if they win the division, DA is coming back. There's no way he wouldn't. So we'll have this conversation at a later time. My frustration right now is the way the offensive line hasn't gotten better, the way the coaching staff hasn't learned from last year's mistakes. That's where my frustration's at. But I I, I think that the, those type of talks are too premature because I still think this is a good Saints team. I just think that the same issues are costing them. Jay Rambo says Lutz would have made that kick. I don't know. I don't, maybe he would have. Maybe he would have. But that's a, it's a bad miss. That's for sure. Someone make a shirt that says Christmas Vogel, not a doctor. Fix it, though. I'm, I'm not a fucking doctor. So I have no idea what Derek Carr hurt. I know he hurt somewhere in the vicinity of his shoulder. And until a report comes out, I'm just going to assume that he's going to miss time. But I'm not going to say the season's over. Zachary says, people tend to forget the NFC is shit. We can win this division still, but without card stuff. I agree. Brandon says, are we hitting the panic button already at 2-1? No. I, it's not the panic button because the panic button is if Derek Carr's out for the season. Then it's like you're spamming the shit out of that thing. If Derek's out like three weeks, four weeks, I think the Saints can go 2-2 two two in that stretch. I really think they can, which would get them to, math don't fail me, 4-3. Which they really should most really should be five and two because they should be three and zero right now, but whatever they choke the game is what it is. But no, I'm not I'm not hitting the panic button yet. I'm I'm don't let my frustration fool you with panic. I still think the Saints do some things incredibly well. I just I don't like what I'm seeing in terms of lack of aggression. Thomas says entire line got paid for what eleven sacks in three games. Yeah, and that's not including whatever Jameis got sacked on. So because I'm pretty sure Jameis got rocked on one play. Max says Alante was elite for 95% of the game. Yeah, he had a missed tackle and a missed sack. Other than that, I thought he was really good. Zeke says Saints have had terrible luck with QB injuries since 2019. Just sucks, man. It doesn't matter who's in. Jameis, Derek, Taysom, uh, Trevor Simeon. The only motherfucker who hasn't gotten hurt since Drew Brees has gone down is Andy Dalton. Yippee. Like that's the only, And I don't want Andy Dalton to get hurt, obviously. But he's the only dude who hasn't really gotten hurt since the Saints have been in the post-Brees era. Everyone else, hurt. And then there's Ian Book, who can't throw a football. But that's not Ian's fault. Eli says, does our game plan change with Jameis? Yeah, clearly. I mean, they're not going to air it out as much. They're going to be very conservative. They're going to tend more to the defense. I don't know if they're going to take as many deep shots now. Like, they're going to be what they were the last two years. That's what I think. Hale Mendoza says, I barely remember the Jim Hazlitt era, but it kind of feels like we're treading to that. Who knows, man? Who knows? 
Zachary says, fix the line issues, get the defense right again, get AK back. I'm not out on this team yet. Again, I want, I want to make it very clear. I don't think people should be out on the Saints over one game. But I think that there are, there are concerns that aren't going to go away. Like, the O-line, it's three weeks in now. They haven't figured out shit. The offensive coaching staff, very conservative. Defensive coaching staff, didn't really want to blitz. Like, I don't, I don't think those are like one-week things. I think that the Saints will be better. I don't think this is one loss and it's like, oh, fire everyone. That's, that's asinine. I just think the Saints' flaws are there. Jay Rambo says, Derek Carr didn't prove today he was better than Jameis. Pete Carmichael proved he can't do his job with Jameis in that QB. I agree with the last part, but Derek Carr is better than Jameis, though. I, I know that's not what you're saying. You're saying that today's game didn't prove that he's better than Jameis, but he is better than Jameis. Like, I don't, I, I, that argument is always the dumbest argument to me uh, in terms of when people have it on Twitter. But the second part of your comment is absolutely right, and it is the most prominent part of it, is that Pete Carmichael, it's like, Derek Carr went out, and he's like, okay, shit, well, what do I do? And it's like, bro, you're the one who's supposed to be doing his job right now, and you're not. So for me, that that's just confusing. Anyway, guys, I'll get into more comments that you guys posted, but before we do that, I just want to get into one more partner of the program, Crystal Hot Sauce. I need to clear something up about New Orleans. While our culinary scene might be on fire, our food has never been about heat. It's always been about flavor. And this is how New Orleans does flavor. Are we clear? Crystal, how New Orleans does flavor. Once again, thank you to Crystal for being part of the program. Get into more comments here as we get into the 45-minute mark here on the Straight Up Things podcast. As always, guys, I really, really appreciate you guys leaving in your comments. It makes things a lot easier. Max says, Kendrick played well given his opportunities. Really good vision and patience. What are some bright spots you saw? Uh, bright spots. I mean, defense was great for three quarters. Fourth quarter was a mess. So, you know, I still think that's there. I thought Alante Taylor looked great. Was really pleased with that. Um, you know, I thought Shahid game-changing play is good to see. I think that's a bright spot. Chris Olave was great. Mike was great. Uh, let me see. I like that they used Jimmy Graham in the red zone. That was nice to see, you know? You know, I really, I really thought that was good to see them actually use Jimmy and his size in the red zone. But other than that right now, I'm kind of, oh, I thought Brian Brzee made some nice plays. Not enough, obviously, but I thought he made some nice plays. I thought Isaiah Foskey got a little bit of burn in a good way. And I'll, I'll look back when I rewatch the game and kind of do those little film breakdowns. I'll look at those things and see if there's other bright spots. Again, I, I thought for three quarters, this is a really, really pleasing game. My only negative through three quarters would have been that the offensive line was bad and Derek Carr got hurt. Uh, things start to change when you have the worst quarter of your season so far. Don't get me wrong. But, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm just, right now, I'm, I'm more so stuck in what was the negatives right now. But I promise I will I will go back and I'll look into see, to, to what the positives were. Alex says, still waiting on a breakout game for Jawan. It probably will come now with Jameis. I think Jameis feels very comfortable throwing to Jawan Johnson. So, I'm going to say Juwan Johnson gets in the end zone next week. If the Saints get in the end zone at all, I think it'll be Juwan Johnson. Hell, Mendoza says, Brzee looked nice out there. At least we nailed that pick. Yeah, he's looked really good. He's looked really good. Justin, to get me cash, says, at least we get a high second round pick if the Broncos keep losing. I agree, man. That That is on... Let me, let me go to Tankathon real quick. As of today, that pick would be 
overall it would be Jesus. Why is this not coming up? It'd be the 38th pick. So that's a pretty good pick right now. And I don't know if the Broncos are going to be able to fix what they got, you know, really messing them up right now. Israel says, how much of an impact do you think Alvin makes going forward? A big one. I still think that Alvin's going to be great this year. And I think Alvin's going to help in the screen game. I think Alvin's going to help on third down. I think Alvin's going to help the run game be a little bit more explosive. Obviously, he's not going to solve everything, but Alvin's going to give them juice, and this offense is missing that right now. Max says, you think you'd come up for a name for film breakdowns, kind of like Baldy breakdowns? Uh, yeah, I'll think of one. I'll think of one for sure. I won't rush into it, though. It's got to be organic. Cody says, three bright spots today. The Falcons lost, the Broncos suck, and the Cardinals are pushing the Cowboys around. I want Peyton to do good, but they suck right now. So I haven't seen the last one about the Cowboys getting pushed around right now. I'm looking at it now. Now they're losing 9-3. That's pretty wild, man. But, yeah, Cardinals seem to be a scrappy team. But, yeah, the other two, Falcons losing is obviously good. We need the Eagles to beat the Buccaneers on Monday night. Uh, I'm not sure what the Panthers are doing right now. Let me get into that. See what their score is against the Seahawks. I'd imagine they're losing, which they are. So, yeah, division will probably stay the way it is. Juwan has been having to help a pass block. Probably why he hasn't had a great game yet, says Joe. Yeah, he hasn't really been featured. But I, I'm telling you, with Jameis there, Jameis feels pretty comfortable with him. I think that they'll get going. H, uh, HCATS123 says, also looking at the NFL as a whole, doesn't it feel like teams have been having a lot more injuries in earlier in the season than usual? Hope Carr's injury isn't too bad. Yeah, I mean, Packers had a bunch of injuries. Rodgers has already been done. Uh, Nick Chubb's out for the year. Who else has been hurt pretty bad? I'm trying to think. Cooper Cup hasn't played yet. So, uh, Saquon's hurt. There's a lot of injuries right now. The, the problem is when it comes with the, the quarterbacks. Joe says is Drew available. Man, I'm like cringing thinking of Drew behind this offensive line. I think he'd actually be dead. I really think he'd be dead behind this offensive line. Uh, I think I got this one before. But the, I, I want to bring up this one real quick. The, the amount of sacks that the Saints are giving up this year, you know, Yes, it's nice that the Saints now have Jameis as the backup and, and you feel like there's there's a comfort there as opposed to what you've um, what other teams have. But they have given up 12 sacks in three games. And I, I just don't – it's at the point where, like, when does, when does Jameis go down, you know? Like, that's just crazy to me. Breaking Cowboys and Saints, both top five defense, lose to inferior teams. I'm going to be honest. I saw the Cardinals lose t- after being up 28-7 to against the Giants last week. I can see, I can totally, totally see the Cardinals choking that game. I don't want to, I don't want to burst anyone's bubble, but I can see that. Duet, uh, Duet Steam says Saints offense being on field, on the field uh, clock after Carr's injury almost lasted uh, until lasted field missed field goal drive was. I can't read this right now. Uh, what a horrible offensive coordinator P. Carmichael was. All right, I can read that part, and I agree with it. Uh, rest kind of had me a little confused, but yeah. Keeps throwing in uh, Hills into Carr's scheme on and off, and suddenly Hill disappears after Carr's injury. The guy can't even manage a 17-point lead. Yeah, I agree with you, man. What time is it? Travel says, love your show, dude. Really appreciate it. I really, really, really appreciate that. Thank you for the support, man. Jay Rambo says, defense has been doing what they were just praised for, and that is holding another team under 20 points. The offense has been underwhelming so far this season. In other words, fire Pete Carmichael. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure you'll. a lot of people are going to agree with you, and I can't really disagree with that assessment, right? I think the Saints, most games, are going to hold people under 20 points. Offense is going to struggle to get to 20, though, if Derek's out. Offense is struggling to get to Derek, uh, getting getting to 20 with Derek in. So, yeah, it's tough, man. It's tough. Max says Burrow also hurt. Yep. Ah, so that one totally slipped my mind, man. 
Takita says felt like the defensive line was burned out by the fourth quarter. They looked it. They looked slow. Legs were getting heavy. Jordan Love had all day, and that's just how it is. Red Joseph says if Jimmy is going to retire as a Saint this year, he deserves a better start than this. I guess at least he got his touchdown, though. Oh, shit. Cowboys down by 13. Thomas says Cowboys trailing 16 to 3. That's kind of wild to me. Like I said, I still think Dallas might come back and win. Who knows? But yeah, NFL is unpredictable. That's why they go with the old any, uh, any given Sunday. And it gets tiring hearing it every single day. Like, I know that's a big, like, boomer saying, as people like to go with, like the whole any given Sunday thing. But it is the truth. It is the truth. So yeah, we'll see what happens, guys. Saints 2 and 1. Uh, not much more to say. I feel like we've all kind of burnt it out here in terms of being frustrated, but Saints got to be better. Saints got to be more aggressive, and I don't know if they have the coach to do that. But again, as frustrated as I've been, as much as I've vented today, Saints are still 2 and 1. This division is still very gettable, and more importantly, the next three games, all right, Bucks, Patriots, Texans, all very, very, very winnable games. Saints got to make sure they're being a little bit more aggressive. And they, when they got a chance, when you're up 17-0, you can't blow the game. You cannot blow the game. You can't. Like, this is it for me. So, we'll see what happens. Now we just got to sit here and wait and hope we get good news in Derek Carr. And until then, that's all we can do. But I'll be back Monday morning, guys. So, less than... Oh, my math is terrible. In about 13, 14 hours, I'll be back on here. So make sure you subscribe to Buku Media's YouTube channel so you guys can hear what we got to say. Hopefully we'll have a Derek Carr update by then. And if that's the case, we'll obviously lead with that. Hopefully I'll have some of my film reviews done so I could tell you guys some positives that I did see and some negatives, obviously, and there are a bunch, but we got through a lot of the negatives today. But until then, guys, that's going to wrap it up for this edition of the Straight Up Saints podcast. I want to thank you guys, as always, for tuning in. I really appreciate the comments, appreciate the super chats, just appreciate the love and support in general. But I'll be back, guys. I'll be back on Monday morning. Hopefully, we'll have good news regarding Carr's injury. If not, though, we'll figure it out, and I'm sure we'll have uh, some drinks as we get through this. But uh, I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your Sunday. If that is possible, don't let the Saints ruin it. Find something fun to do, uh, and I'll be back Monday to talk about it. But that's going to wrap it up here on the Straight Up Saints podcast, the destination for the Huda Nation. Have a great Sunday night, everyone.